BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That is two losses in a row. Suns Geek and I were just talking about how long should we do the pod for? We're not sure because it's a Sunday night. We all have families. We all have football on right now, but we do appreciate you Jamsters listening or watching as the Suns do fall 113-98 versus Orlando Magic, a game I thought that the Suns might blow them out. Suns Geek, how are you doing tonight? And uh, you got at least 13 minutes in you tonight for a podcast? Yeah, maybe a little bit longer than that. But yeah, we were talking, man, like there's probably really not going to be much to talk about here. I took some notes, but it's really just, you know, bad stats that need to be improved on by the team. Uh, Beyond that, though, doing pretty well, man. You know, it was I had a good weekend and everything. Took a mental health day yesterday. Oh, uh, getting ready for the NBA trade deadline. Maybe we'll touch on that later. And uh, just ready for the Super Bowl and all star weekend. It's going to be fun, man. But how you doing, man? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Actually, the mental health thing, that's actually pretty <laughs> cool. Um, that's one thing I try to do once, <laughs> one day out of the weekend. So mental health break just to chill, sit there, relax, meditate for maybe a couple hours. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know, regain some strength mentally. Um, But anyways, Jamsters, everybody out there, like, subscribe. Make sure that, you know, go to Spotify. Hit, give us a five-star review, uh, rating. I don't even know what I'm talking about. A five-star rating so we can get back up to five stars. We're almost there. And I really would like that to see see that back at the five stars. I'm stumbling, mumbling. Uh, all right. Just let's like the sun. All right. Yeah. Today. It's like, let's just stumbled and all mumbled. Right. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's have a little bit of fun. But before we start the pod, Suns Geek, are you drinking tonight? After your mental health day yesterday? I really need a beer, but no, I'm drinking water, trying to save my drinking for, like I mentioned, for the trade deadline, Super Bowl, All-Star Weekend, saving my drinking for then. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good (laughs) idea, man. (laughs) Just go hard that one day, right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, tonight, obviously, I'm not going to be drinking, but uh, we'll get into this pod right now. That way we can get this over with quickly. I don't know. We'll see. Ninety-eight. The Suns didn't even make a hundred points this game. No one really showed up, but Devin Booker. Uh, one thing that did show up was Bradley Beal's mask. So, so the first question I do have is: Oi, Matty, mate, I've got to ask. 
when you saw the Bra- the Bradley Beal with the mask on, were you a little worried? I mean, the guy's a shooter. The guy's actually uh, his intentions is to uh, draw some contact at the rim. Doesn't always get the call, but he's a physical player. And didn't you think like that mask was just going to be chaos to start the game? It obviously was for the majority. He took it on, put it back on, or took it off, put it back on. And it was just a mess all game. You could tell it was like messing with its head for the most of the game. How frustrated were you just watching him in that mask? And were you just like, can you just take it off? But then you were worried when he took it off. Like, no, no, put it back on. What are you doing? You have a broken nose, dude. Yeah, exactly. And they made a good point on the broadcast. Like his nose is broken. So I don't know, really know if you can, can make it any worse. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but you know, I, I don't blame Bradley Beal for taking it off and playing without it throughout certain stretches. And that's not an ordin- ordinary mask, if you can't tell. Uh, it's not like the mask that Nazir Little was wearing or Booker's wore in the past. You know what I mean? It's for obviously to protect the nose. And I thought it was smart because after he was like fidgeting with it and everything, they put the headband on first, then put the mask on. But even that seemed like it was bothering him. And I, and I feel for Bradley Beal, man. And I, like I said, like in one of my last videos, the dude is an absolute soldier. Cause if that were me that got hit that hard in the nose, I'd be crying. I'd be in the hospital. I'd be out for like 10 straight games. Bradley Beal is a soldier, man. But yeah, you could definitely tell the mask was bothering him tonight. Yeah, he he definitely toughed it out, so. And she said, you're not the only one, but you're the best Bradley. Bo, bo. So a lot of these guys did not show up tonight or today. These Sunday games at 4 o'clock Eastern, it's 6, 7. I don't even know what it is over there. But Bradley Beal, 9 points tonight. 6 assists, 0 for 5 from 3 wide open threes. So these were three-point shots that were from the corner most of the game, most of the second half. They were kind of like the three-pointers that would just kind of shut the team up. Shut, I mean, shut the magic up, shut their fans up, but just brick. Like, those are those are ones he would make easily every other game, right? Go right in. But tonight, he was having a tough time, and you can just see the struggle he had, man. He didn't have much help from anybody else, but um, even Kevin Durant tonight, man, it was it was a difficult stretch for most of the game, I know I know Kevin Durant came out in the fourth, hit a few buckets. He thought he might get hot. But it just seemed like one of those games where it's like, you know what? It's kind of like Devin Booker versus the Magic. There's no one else that can really help. And with Nurk being out and, you know, there's injuries, this game was more physical. Were you worried with this game being so physical and the Suns not getting as many calls? Tonight they went to the free throw line. Uh, they had 21 attempts, 12 for 21, which is their fault. They missed nine of their free throws. But did you see missed calls tonight? And did you see that the Suns just kind of didn't have that respect they should have had from the refs? Oh, absolutely. And from the jump, really. And I feel like one ref in particular was kind of picking on KD, for example. Now, obviously, I'd have to go back and see which fouls or bad calls were made and everything. I'm sure KD might get a little vocal. He's not usually one to attack the refs, but I feel like KD might say something after this game. Somebody had a tweet out, and I, I retweeted it, that Frank Vogel needs to get fined tonight. Because he need, he does need to go off on the referees. Now, look, I'm sure we'll get into it because I'll probably go on an epic rant later. The referees were not the only reason we lost tonight. Trust me, Suns fans, I'm not saying that. But they were a contributing factor. So, yes, we can blame the Phoenix Suns all we want. I'm going to later. But the referees were absolutely terrible tonight, man. It was just some of the tic-tackiest calls and questionable calls and like it was frustrating man like Booker was talking to him KD was talking to them I'm sure Frank Vogel was going off on the sidelines and everything I really hope Frank Vogel goes on an epic rant tonight and gets fine because 
the ref, occasionally you need to do that to the referees. Like, yeah, we all blame the referees. It's easy for us to hop on Twitter and be like, these refs are terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. It's a really tough job. But every once in a while, you do need to speak up for your team, which that was one thing Monty Williams was not good at. And uh, that's where Frank Vogel does need to probably submit it to the office, if you will, and see if they can. And not, not that they're yeah. going to get any of these you know, calls overturned or anything. The game's over. It's done. But you, you get what I mean. He's contact the league yeah. or do something. Go on an epic rant. Get fined because they were bad. Yeah. <laughs> So what you have in the NBA this year is a lot of scoring, a lot of players hitting basically 80 points a game, and you have the coaches going on after the games and just they, they'll take on the fines. You know, I think uh, Frank Vogel, he's been very vocal. He has gotten his text when he needed to get Kevin Durant to the free throw line, so he showed up for his team in that way. But it would be nice. You know, even tonight, I mean, the Magic did have, what, 29, I'm sorry, 20, 26 free throw yeah. attempts, making 19 of them. But it's just guys like Booker who did get to the line 11 times or had 11 attempts, but it just seemed like it should have been more. And guys like Kevin Durant, I mean, tonight we'll talk about Kevin Durant, but I just kind of want to go through the free throws and it's just like Kevin Durant had zero. Eubanks had zero. Eh, I don't know if I care about that one as much, but Beal had four. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Grayson Allen, who's very aggressive most of the game, only had two, but it was Booker who was just he was getting drilled, hit in the head anytime he was basically in the paint going up for a layup. He was on the floor right after grabbing his head. So let's talk about book. Big Dick Booker. Thirty-four points tonight for Devin Booker, which was awesome, right? It was cool. It was, it was fun to watch. It's like 44 points, but you're like, I don't see it coming anywhere else. You know what I mean? In a game like this, especially last game at 62 points, it was fun because it was a game you thought you had a chance to win. Tonight, you kind of thought, I kind of thought that through three, but entering the fourth, I'm like, oh, nobody's going to step up. Even when KD was, he hit two shots in a row, nothing looked right with that guy. So he obviously didn't have the help. So it was just kind of a weird 44-point game. And I know he, like his record as, uh, as obviously as a son as scoring over 50 points i think it's like one in seven or something like that with the suns like it's just it's not very good so 40 point game 44 point game for him um but his aggressiveness was awesome but it was basically him versus the magic which you don't want anymore because i'll go back to uh my breakfast this morning at cracker barrel where i talked to my brother my brother's the biggest suns hater since the suns suck i'm like you know what <laughs> i don't know but you know what? i don't truly believe in them yet but games like this, especially last game where it's 62 points, and even he knows, like, yeah, it wasn't really a team game, right? I'm like, yeah, it kind of was. But tonight just wasn't. Because I feel like, didn't you think, like, Booker just kind of, he felt like the other team or the rest of his teammates didn't really have it going, so he was just trying to force the issue? Or should he have shared it more? First off, let me just say this to the Suns Jam and Suns Geek audience here. First off, thank you for once again collaborating with me, uh, Matthew Lissy and Suns Jam. I oh, appreciate yeah. you guys. But I do just got to warn you guys, you're kind of going to get a negative Suns Geek tonight. And <laughs> yes. You guys know me. I keep it very optimistic. I keep it positive, even during the worst of times. But tonight, you are going to get a little bit of a negative Suns Geek. So to try to answer your question, Matthew, um, I mean... I'm sure Booker wanted to go to his teammates and share the ball and get more assists, but you can't do that when the last Phoenix Suns field goal in the fourth quarter 
besides when we cleared the bench was at the 10 10 mark. I'm not even joking you. I posted it on Twitter. The last time the Suns had a field goal before they emptied the bench was at the 10 10 mark, which is absolutely unacceptable. And look, Kevin Durant is one of the greatest scorers of all time. And I hate to criticize him here, but not even he was taking good shots, in my opinion. That, that's how I saw it anyways. And again, just the ball would not go in the basket. And credit to the Orlando Magic, man. They, they were smart. They put out a long, lengthy lineup, and that's kind of how their team is made. They have long, athletic wing players, forwards, just big guys out there. And look, I understand small ball sometimes wins. Like, for example, when we went small against the Kings, we had that historic comeback and everything. But this was not the right team to do it. And again, 110% of the credit goes to the the Magic. They are well-coached. They are young. They are up-and-coming. I know they've been struggling as of late. They kind of come back to reality and everything. But I do believe they are a playoff team. And tonight, you know, this could have been against any team, man. If, you, if your last field goal is at the 10-10 mark, <laughs> even against the worst team in the NBA, like the Pistons, for example, you're probably going to lose the game, man. This was an embarrassing loss, in my opinion. And again, I'm a little frustrated, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll just ask you. I mean, we did have the seven-game win streak. We found out a lot about this team. Dirk wasn't playing tonight. Um, Obviously, Bobo's been missing, which was a big plus for the Suns team. Bobo. At the beginning of that seven-game win streak. So, what's your... If you want to give me just like a one through ten really quick of your belief level in this team as a championship contender, do you believe like they're a top-five team? What is what is it, one through ten? What do you think? Eighth or ninth. I'm kind of glad yeah. you asked this actually, because okay. okay. and look, you know, during, Wait, I'm sorry, is it eighth, like the eighth? Team? Yeah, like like the eighth or ninth okay. team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty pretty low is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hate to say that, man, because I yeah. believe in this team. I believe they can win the championship every year, no matter what roster they have out there. Uh-huh. But you know, obviously, we cover the team. You know, I make videos and everything and all that. I have yeah. to be realistic at times, man. Like, and there's been a few games this year where I'm like, man, like, are we even considered a contender? You know what I mean? And it's it's nights like this, it's games like this where the Suns should literally be kicking themselves because this is not how championship contenders play. And I get it. You're going to have a bad loss every once in a while. Like, for example, tonight, I think the OKC Thunder lost to the Pistons. Every team has bad losses. But like, these type of losses where there's defensive lapses and just guys can't put the ball in the rim and the turnovers. Oh my God, Matthew, I can't wait till we talk about the turnovers. Let's do it right now. Like teams, like you can't do that if you're championship contenders, man. It's just, and I get it. Like they'll eventually get out of this and we'll completely forget about this loss. But to answer your question, I would put them like at the eighth or ninth top 10 teams. if, If they're even that, that's how bad things can get in a hurry, man. Like we saw before we went on that winning streak, I think it might've been like in December, how bad things were for the Suns. I don't even know if that answers your question. What no, about, where, where do you put them? Um, well, so I, I just don't know because I feel like after winning seven games in a row and there's losing two in a row, I just don't, I wanted to see just more time with this team healthy. Right. So Nurk exactly. is out tonight, like I said, but then Bradley Bill has a, the, his nose broken. So I can just, I'm not going to give excuses or anything like that for this Suns team or Bradley Beal, but just having your nose broken, having to play with it next game, just totally affected him. I just he wouldn't have missed those shots if he didn't have a broken nose. I feel like that, but obviously I'm not going to make excuses. I think this team has a lot of issues. And Saul Hato Soto, excuse me, Saul H Soto 
says, I keep saying it, This they have a lot of problems with the young athletic teams. That is true. But then also against the Pacers, it's like I like to see that they can match that, right? They can continue to play with those teams towards the very end. Obviously, they left, but I kind of took it away as a positive, just keeping up with that kind of team, even with that Halliburton. Like, I kind of liked it, but it's like, what, the, what are you talking about, Matthew? Like, this team should be the best team in the league, number one in the West by now, right? But then also it's like, I would like to see them another couple of weeks being healthy. So right now, I don't think they're very good. Even on a seven-game win streak, I don't think they're a top team. I don't think they can win a championship. I think they're like a level below. But it's just it's like, let me just see it with these guys all together. Let's just see what it looks like, man. Especially against teams like the Magic, where you should just kind of easily win and not have to rely so much on Booker taking over the game. You have the exactly. other guys that you brought in here. And then they can help them out, right? But there's yeah. always just like I don't even say bad luck because there's so many injuries in the NBA yeah. and every team puts up with it. Yeah. You got to find out who you are. And right now, the West is so wide open. That's why I'm just like I don't know if I. Yeah. I think they're like sixth, seventh best right now in the West. Um, you like you said with the, with the um OKC Thunder losing to the Pistons, um, that happens. But you know who the Thunder yeah. are, right? If yeah, we yeah. had to face a team like the Thunder in the playoffs. There's no way the Suns will win. I don't think even two games in that series, the way they're playing right now. Yeah, but at least I the mean, player they're playing right now. If real quick, if I can just cherry pick off something oh, you said, man. Yeah. And, and I'm sort of torn on it because, like you, you mentioned it. There were some injuries tonight. I still think we probably would have lost if Nurkic was in the game, especially yeah. with how that fourth <laughs> yeah, quarter no, was. Yeah, don't I'm like, oh well, we're missing Nurk. He's like, but I will say this too. At the same time, like if you're the Phoenix Suns, who you know we obviously went to the finals and what 2021 and everything, we've been contender the last few years and everything. It, I, I at least how I think the coaching should be and how the players should look at it especially players like Devin Booker, it's next man up mentality. You know what I mean? So that's, I guess that's sort of why I'm cherry picking off what you said, because that's how the players should look at it. How the coaches should look at it. But this, this, this loss was just frustrating, man. Again, it's like I said, even if Nurk did play and everything, I still think he would have helped, but I still think they would have lost. I mean, I, I can't get over the field goals that didn't happen in the fourth quarter and the turnovers, I don't really know where I was going with all that, but it's next man up mentality. And clearly tonight we didn't really have many ne next up men, if you will. No, not at all. Um, you know, and speaking of next up men, I wanted to talk about the bigs, the guys that actually had to come in and help out with Nurk. Big crank you banks. Crank that song. Now I mean you crank that song. Now I mean you crank that song. Now I mean you crank that song. Now what? Eubanks with the massive four points, eight rebounds tonight, and going two for two from the field. Um, you know, him and Adoka. Udoka, I was excited because I'm like, when Nurk's out or when there's, you know, those injuries to the centers, you're gonna see some Udoka. He missed like he missed two dunks yeah, tonight, I dude. Know. And it's, First it's thing really I thought weird about. to me. So mm -hmm. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what happens where before when he comes out in the, his first two games, we're already going to make a drop for the guy. Now he's back out there tonight. He's been playing off and on. He hasn't been consistent at all. Maybe he needs to be more consistent. I don't know. But those two those two missed dunks, it's like, where's the aggression he had before to throw those things down? You can just see it's kind of like bleeding into what Eubanks does where it's just a little bit of hesitancy. You just can see it. You're just like, wait, 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 wait. Is he going to dunk it or not? I mean, he did have the one dunk that was wide open, but two missed dunks, one alley-oop from uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, too, like, when's the last time you've seen a pick-and-roll run and there's a there's a lob 
like for yeah. the dunk. I haven't seen that. I in feel a like we while. don't do that like at all, man. I feel like Kamezi <laughs> Metu is on the the good end of those. For yes. some reason, they yeah. always find Metu. And real quick to back up Doak, real quick, he almost mm-hmm. had a poster dunk on Jonathan Isaac. I will give him credit where credit's due, but again, sure. that was one of those misses. He almost posterized him, man. But yeah, it's weird, man. I agree with you. I, it's I don't know if the the pick and rolls just aren't being executed at a high level, or if Drew Eubanks and Doak are just slow. And they can't get their feet up, which it's weird because we've seen Drew Eubanks have a few posters of his his own. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's frustrating because really all they did out there tonight was grab a couple rebounds and be a big body out there. And you got to do something. Like, I I respect Frank Vogel for trying. But again, the the, the lineups that we had, especially in that fourth quarter, uh, not good. And, And our backup bigs need to be better. And yeah, not good, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where like every time you glance at the box score, yeah, and you just see, see that bench, you always just see like the three points and the five points and then a bunch of zeros. It's not good, right? So like with the trade deadline coming up, you kind of want to see these guys stand up a little bit and you know prove themselves, but it's just not happening. You know, you need games from other guys. Like just the instance when Eubanks was bullied by uh, Andre Drummond the other game, and he came back, scored six points in like two in a minute. It's yeah. just like, what can drive that out of you? Yeah, you're playing against Drummond. Obviously, you can dunk on that dude. But we just need spurts from other guys. And games like this where there's only one other guy having double-digit figures in scoring other than Booker, that's not good. And it just has to come from somewhere else. And it just didn't tonight at there all. Was, and, real ahead. quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. There, there was one play. I don't know if maybe he, like, fell down or stepped on someone's shoe or was trying to, like, draw a charge. But I swear to God. Jalen Suggs, of all players, charged into Eubanks, and he just fell down like a tree, dude. I was like, what are you doing, Drew Eubanks? You're like twice this guy's size. Now, again, maybe he tripped over someone's foot or was trying to draw a charge, but I saw that. I was like, come on, dude. Like, you can't be falling to the ground like that. But then again, Devin Booker was falling (laughs) to the ground, not getting called for any fouls. So maybe Drew Eubanks was trying to do something there, but. That was twice know, in a row with those screens, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised the first one wasn't an offensive foul because it kind of yeah. looked like it. Uh, John yep. Trent says, No one wants our players. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do a yes, trade. I know, deadline. No I know. That's, our why guys. <laughs> that's why this next comment, which is you know, one of those things that are up in the air, Coda Kid says, That's why we're in the Miles Bridges conversation because it's oh, the only God. player we can get for cheap because we don't have anything to offer. So that's how bad it is kind of getting at times, of course, in this season. Uh, the next few weeks, we'll see this team look to its potential but right now it's pretty bad man i don't even really want to go through the bench players too much uh just because you get nothing from them and in games like this where booker just goes off and there's no one else to help it's kind of depressing to talk about anybody else um was there anybody else you wanted to talk about um i mean just hit on i wanted to talk about maybe grayson allen just for the fact that it's like can this guy maybe get the ball more when other guys aren't feeling because i feel like grayson Allen could pick and choose really well when to when to score and when not to score and when he knows like in the first half with bradley beal and kevin durant struggling to even help booker out he can you know fill the statue he had six points early in the first quarter but then he just ends the game with um eight points yeah so it's like why is he not getting the ball more he's the one guy that can get us back into games by just yep. hitting a couple threes so i don't know your thoughts I'm on him so, tonight i'm and if, so glad you are talked you surprised? about Grayson. yeah yeah are you surprised he didn't get the ball more he definitely should have. And look, I, I know that you're going to miss a few shots here and there, but he was three for three tonight, and he only hit one three. The Grayson Allen should at least be getting seven, eight, nine attempts or more per game. You know what I mean? 
And I wrote down in my notes, he had two uh, times where he drove to the rim and drew an N1 and scored. You know what I mean? So, like, they, they need to get him the ball. And look, I don't want to question Devin Booker because he's obviously been elite at scoring lately, which I'm sure we're going to talk about him later and everything. But there was one play in particular where Devin Booker, I think he might have had Jonathan Isaac on him. He just kind of held the ball a little too long. Grayson was wide open. Booker didn't even yeah. see him. And then Booker kind of faded backwards and clanked it off the rim. I'm like, dude, like Grayson Allen was wide open. So, like, and again, just look at Grayson Allen's stat line tonight and go back and look at him two different times where he drove to the rim, bucket and one. I'm like, get this guy the ball, man, especially when you're struggling to score and you're in a slump and everything. Get Grayson the ball, man. I'm so glad you brought up Grayson Allen tonight. Yeah, there has to be ways. There has to be um, plays he can draw up to just to get him more involved because he can hit from anywhere. He, is, he even has the range of like Eric Gordon at times where he can step back a little bit and hit For those real. threes. Um. You know, you brought up the turnovers earlier. Uh, so the Suns did have um, 11 turnovers in the first half. Third quarter, they only had two. And then the rest of the game, they actually ended up with 22 to end the game. Of course, in that fourth quarter, where it's like, oh, my God, here we go to the fourth quarter. Come on. Just the game's tied. So we have to play pretty good in the fourth. We can't Jeez. have the same force fourth quarters that we have been having in the past, what, this whole season? So yeah. you just knew it was coming. You knew the turnovers were going to come. But I know you wanted to talk about them early on, and I do too. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Suns still continuing to turn the ball over? I feel like I've said this a lot on my channel and when we collaborate on the podcast like we're doing right now. I do not care if you are the worst team in the league or the best team in the league. If you turn the ball over, you are probably going to lose the game. And Frank Vogel knows that, and the coaching staff knows that, and Kevin Durant knows that, and Devin Booker knows that. And look, I know Kevin Durant is like, what, seven foot with like a giant wingspan and everything, but sometimes they throw the ball to him where he literally has to jump up and like try to grab it. It's like, what what are you doing, man? Like they just, so it's just silly turnovers. Kevin, Kevin Ray was on the broadcast tonight and someone turned the ball over and he goes, and the Suns throw it away again. It's just like, it was just one of those terrible nights where we had butterfingers, stupid decisions with the ball. And the Magic, again, were smart. They said, okay, you're going to turn over the ball, then we're going to run and gun you, and we're going to put up more shots than you're going to do, and we're going to just be in your face with long wing defenders, and we're actually going to make the shots that we take. They, they, I feel like they sensed water in the blood, if you will, or, yeah, blood in the water, if you will, and, and mm -hmm. jumped on us. You know what I mean? It was like we, we were swimming out there with sharks. Yeah, and there's only just one more thing I have to say about turnovers. Terrible. Take a lap. God awful. Get going. Terrible. Take a lap. If I was playing Vogel, I would have these guys running laps after three. Uh, no, I it's would. Crazy. I How would. <laughs> Even like, okay, so the thing is, so Eubanks, of course, is getting yelled at at the beginning of the game from Kevin Durant, where just wide open layups happening at the rim. And obviously layups happen at the rim already, but they just, they're wide open lanes and and uh, Eubanks is having a hard time getting back and he's getting yelled at. But then the next possession, and then the next possession, Katie just turns the ball over. So Katie did mention before, like how he doesn't like to get on teammates too much. Yeah. Because he fucks up too, yeah. uh, and tonight credit he to was. KD for saying that. By the way, yeah, I know, I know. And tonight he was, man. But off game by Kevin Durant. Let's just get it. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody 
anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. Yeah, it was just bad. Him playing with Bradley Beal in the second quarter, them playing with that second unit, it is just, it's hard to watch at times. That's where it starts. It always yeah. starts right there. And I know turnovers happen in the first quarter, but anytime they roll back out that that offense where it's Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, you have the the bench playing, um, you know, Eric Gordon. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. It's hard to watch. Um, it doesn't really make any sense. You're trying to watch this offense kind of, blossom it's like okay if you guys can get this going in the second quarter or even to start the fourth quarter then there's something there you don't need that backup point guard or something but they just have a hard time moving the ball and like looking like a real offense in the nba turnovers just start to pile and then you have guys like eric gordon too are just really incompetent out there and just making it difficult to move the ball around it's like the first time they've ever like handled a basketball at times it's crazy how bad it is still with that second unit yeah it's like I can't really keep making excuses for this team because we're it's almost February. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. It's like the new year feels like it just started, but we're almost in February. And, you know, Kip had a really good comment in here saying like the ball wasn't zipping around and everything. And I 100% agree with that. But again, that's kind of credit to the magic. But at the same time, I feel like it's only a few games here and there where we see the ball zipping around because usually when it does, it leads to like a Grayson Allen wide open three, for example. But another thing too, Matthew, 14 three pointers attempted tonight. We only made four of them. That should, that number should be 25 or 30. Yes. Every single game. Shout out to Shane Young on Twitter, who the other day he, he made a good point saying like, if the Suns had like five or more threes, every single game, our offense could be truly elite. Even if the ball's not going in, just launch up those threes, man. I don't get why the Suns don't do that. And look, I don't want to really blame Kevin Durant too much because I'm sure he'll talk to the media and say, like, this was my fault, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's my bad turnovers, et cetera, et cetera. He's one of the greatest scorers, players of all time, but he has to be better. I even said that last video. I was like, Kevin Durant has to be better in games like this because it seems like lately it's just been Devin Booker carrying us and frustrating game for KD. Yeah. And uh, we, we need that ball zipping around, man. We do, and that's a Grayson Allen thing. It's like those three-point shots should be just yeah. jacked up. And then you, the thing is, though, with Eric Gordon, man, I've lost a lot of confidence in the dude to even jack up a shot. He had his three-point blocked again tonight. Yeah. Like, he had the stretch where he just turned the ball over, and then the next possession got his three-point blocked. And the three-point yep. shot is right in between the half-court line and the three-point line. So it's way far back, like, where he likes it, and it gets blocked. I just, I've just i seen that happen multiple times. So, you know, even when KBD gets the swing around, you know, and he's wide open, he's not really set. It's like launch those. The guys are just kind of scared to do too much out there, which is just shoot it. Everyone should have the green light, really, when they're on the floor. For I mean, real. we really don't have Especially with our too big many three bags. on the floor, too. Yeah, exactly. Have that green exactly, light. Man. And, you know, yeah. with the uh, Magic shooting 12 at 36 and the Suns shooting 4 at 14, there was some comments in the subreddit about the Suns not being a championship contending team in the playoffs if they don't shoot the three. They have to keep shooting. That's yep. our thing. It's offense. So I don't know if it plays into like the previous game where they're just fucking exhausted from playing the the Pacers and they just kind of want to slow things down and yeah. get a little more physical, which would still be exhausting. So I don't not know. Not against this magic team. We can't do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. we saw that tonight firsthand. Yeah. Um, I was going to say too, like, in all fairness, though, to the Suns, I feel like they will figure it out, but, like, it shouldn't really take this long to an extent to figure it out. 
And I, I really wow. hope the Suns are kicking themselves after this game. And, you know, you and I were joking that they should be running laps after this game. I've watched too many basketball movies that take place in high school because if I were a coach, I'd be having my team running laps after this game and everything. But, yeah, I feel like eventually they'll figure it out. But, man, that ball just has to zip around. they got to launch more threes. Again, 14 three-pointers attempted tonight. That is that, that should be unacceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. Ethan Kaczynski says, need a new coach. Here we go. <laughs> oh, well, here we go again. <laughs> here we go. Let's let's fire Vogel as I knock the mic over. I'm getting so excited about that. I love it when he comes back. It's just <laughs> fire Vogel. And, it, you know, I want to ask you, too. I know we talked about Booker earlier, but the whole all-star thing, I really thought he got snubbed to be an all-star starter just because he, his numbers look good. And the team's been winning, and he's been better than a Luka Doncic this year, I feel like. And... <laughs> But I don't know. It's kind of difficult um, because he does have these high scoring games and they're not winning. So what do you think about the comments? Obviously, Barkley said he shouldn't be an all star. Every podcast I listen to, he should be an all star. So obviously, he'll probably be a reserve. But these these high scoring games, it just does it just make them make him look worse because he he is a team first guy. That's what drives me nuts. Yeah. He, team first guy but he's such a good score he will get guys involved i really feel that way except for maybe gracing out a little bit more tonight he should have done that but when he knows i think the team is just struggling like and he has an opportunity to really just go one-on-one get what he wants like i kind of don't i don't want to argue with that too much but i mean what's your take on his all-star status and does he seem like a selfish player now with these box scores yeah, I feel like, unfortunately, there's just a lot of bad narrative around Devin Booker and Kevin Durant as well. And yes, I'm being a biased homer in saying that, but I do believe it's true because, like, let's say you're just talking to, like, a random person, like, at your work or something, and maybe they fall basketball just a little bit. They might have, like, that narrative about Devin Booker, especially if they look at just the box score. They say, oh, Booker had 45 or 44 points, but you guys lost. Booker's a ball hog. No, like Booker's yeah. averaging what, like 7.7 assists? I think at one point he was averaging eight assists, which was like a career high, you know what I mean? Like he is trying to get his team involved, but again, you can't do that when your guys aren't making shots or even taking them, if you will, especially when Kevin Durant has a pretty bad game, even though he was like 7 for 12 tonight, which is crazy. Uh, but you get my point, man. Just a lot of cliche yeah. narratives and you know, you and I could do a whole podcast on like the NBA and TNT crew and ESPN, Stephen A. Smith and all these haters, which is why, you know, local media and local coverage like us is taking over. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, man. Um, you know, and I don't have too much more on the game. I kind of just want to get into subreddit, subreddit stakeout if you're OK with that. Yep, let's do it. Yep. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I am a pig today because I was a pig and ate a lot of food tonight. I'm not looking at the comments about John and Batman and how much better he is. All right. Tonight we're just going to get the celebrated stakeout. All right. So these are the comments. They're pretty good. I thought so. Imagine not being able to stay in front of Ted Cruz on the drive. That was when Grayson Allen went to the rim, got, got the end one. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be a great big Grayson game tonight. Did not happen. Time to switch to football. Yeah, so hopefully Jansers will get out of here soon. We can go back to football and root on, root, root on Devin Booker's team, the Detroit Lions. Um, what the fuck is going on behind Kel's right ear? Who is Keldis? Is it Kelly's or Kelly's? K-E-L-L-E-S? Right ear? Uh, I couldn't. I was like, who are they talking? Jansers probably know. I don't know. 
Okay. Well, I kept hearing comments about or I kept reading comments about that. So anyways, uh, Suns fan watching the game on League Pass with your commentators, meaning the Magic commentators, they are better than ours. Uh, I don't know. I love K-Ray, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I no, K-Ray is pretty good, man. He's good, which one man. of you? Which one of you is talking shit to, shit to Booker behind the basket? I love it. Did you see Devin Booker going at it with the fan? Yeah, those are the clips I want to hear. What are you saying, dude? Because I love yep. that about Book. He'll do that every once in a while. For real. Yeah, yep. I love that shit. Uh, man, can Booker get teed up for whining about getting called for the most obvious foul ever? They were going hard on Booker tonight, man. They didn't, and I don't kind of blame them because Booker was just the Suns tonight it was just Booker and him versus the refs so that's all it was this Phoenix team is going nowhere in the postseason if they don't shoot more threes and that's what we're talking about earlier so yeah magic magic fan knows Uh, (laughs) here you go jamsters the ones I want Frank Vogel fired (laughs) fuck Frank Vogel y'all and uh (laughs) and then the last one was Booker have you heard of Sugma suck my balls <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> so yeah that that's it for um something the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout and let's do jam star if there is one. jam star of the game like subscribe rate review Please, 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 please. Let's get those numbers up for uh, Suns Jam and Suns Geek. So, Suns Geek, who you guys? Booker, is he worth it? If he did, he earn it tonight? Yeah, one hundred and ten percent, man. Real quick, uh, good follow on Twitter. If you guys are on Twitter, is Stat Williams? It's at Stat Williams. He's always coming with great stats. I think he works with ESPN. Uh, he he put out a great tweet about Devin Booker in his last three games. The last player to make fifty six shots. Over a three-game span, Devin Booker in March 2019. And I think at the end there, you said before that, it was Kobe Bryant of March in 2007. Wow. So Devin Booker, jam star of the game. You know, again, man, just the, the only – it really seemed like the only player who was competing out there, trying – working his ass off out there, couldn't get those friendly calls and everything. Yeah. But again, I mean, 44 points. Sam Cooper of the Timeline Podcast had a great tweet. Just such such a simple tweet appreciate Devin Booker. That's it. He's my jam star of the game, man. Yeah, it's the thing. He tries so hard. It's not a selfish kind of play out there. It's just he really wants to win every game, you know? Yeah. And if guys want to come along with him, then he'll let you join. But I'm going to give it to Book. Um, let's see what everybody else does say, the Jamsters. Saul Halter says the refs. <laughs> oh, God. Saul Halter says the refs with Book at close second. And Coda Kid. Come on, Cody. Nobody kid. worth a jam star. What a sad <laughs> night tonight. How, dep- That's how bad, depressing. Man. I hate Sunday night games. I hate I, I hate them. I hate them with a passion. <laughs> I like the early start times, but I don't I like, seems like I don't, we don't do good on Sunday. Yes. I, it's not yeah, I guess so. Either way it kind of screws up your Sunday, but I mean, I love watching the Suns, right? I guess I do. I don't know. I don't know if I do anymore. So, <laughs> Suns fans, man, you know what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But uh the Next game is tomorrow night, 5.30 versus the Miami Heat. That Heat culture that lost six in a row. They do have – um, they did add Terry Rozier to the lineup. Yeah. They traded away Kyle Lowry, which, you know, Suns fans were like, is there a way to get him? I don't think mm-hmm. there is with the threshold and all that shit. So 
The Suns are facing the Heat team that needs a desperate win. This is going to be another, another tough, tough game. Obviously, yeah. after playing the Pacers game, I thought, oh, the Suns can probably blow out the Magic. They're not. They didn't. They got blown out. Now I'm like, can this be a close game towards the end? Do the Suns have a chance against a physical team in the Heat? What do you think? Yeah, uh, this could be a trap game, which unfortunately the Suns have been part of that a few times this season, especially as of late. Um, Because, yeah, they've obviously lost six in a row. But I think, honestly, the Terry Rozier uh, addition was good, even though I think he's kind of been struggling since he joined. And that's going to happen. You know, he'll eventually figure it out because he's a great scorer. But the Suns could be on one of those ends where, oh, the Magic are str- or not the Magic, the, uh, the Heat are struggling. Uh, they'll bounce back against the Suns, you know what I mean? But hopefully the Suns actually look at the film tonight and realize what they did wrong tonight and don't turn the ball over against the Heat and everything. Hopefully we can have a bounce back game. Uh, because we really need it. And like, like, look, you guys, I know it's just two losses in a row. And yes, we're what, like 26 and 20. And I know I was a little bit negative tonight. We will figure it out. I have faith <laughs> in this team. I have faith in our coaching staff. I know I sound crazy for saying that. I have faith in our three superstar players. <sighs> but the sun's got to be better. The bench has to be better. Coaching has to be better. But we'll figure it out, Suns fans. Hopefully tomorrow can be a nice bounce back game. Yeah, we might figure it out or might not, but uh, we'll I think they have a better chance of figuring it out, obviously. I think they yeah. kind of did there for a little bit. But, um, yeah. yeah, before getting out of here, I just want to get a quick thought um, on, you know, who and which player has entered the Shaman Zone. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of bricks and of boards, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of stagnation. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The Shamit Zone. All right, so I just have a few players. You know, tonight there's no Nazir Littles, obviously, in there. I think um, I'm going to throw Eubanks still in there in the Shamit Zone. I'm going to throw um, Bates Diop. I still think he's in the Shamit. I don't know. Does this whole bench deserve to be thrown in there? I mean, is there two guys, one guy? How many guys you got in the Shamit Zone right now? Yeah, I would say most of the bench. I know we were kind of picking on Eric Gordon earlier, and he does deserve it because last game, I feel like he started off the game really well and then went cold afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I feel like most of, if not the entire bench, is in the Shamit zone. Now, look, maybe that goes with coaching and getting these guys more touches, but you you can't really do that if they're not making shots and, and even that maybe not getting up enough shots. You know what I mean? You you do have to kind of shoot your way out of it. You to Watanabe, I'm looking at you, but uh, I don't know, man, I would say 90%, if not the whole bench is in the Shaman zone. Jeez. You know what? This was, and I apologize to everyone out there. This was probably the most negative, but it's just one of those games where it's like, what the hell's going on? Cause there's just two things. It's like, you don't want Booker to be that guy that's just putting up huge points again on a losing team. Yeah. And then you just want some kind of support from other guys. But my biggest takeaway is Beal's just frustrated with his mask. Katie was just off Yeah. and you can't rely on the bench. So when a guy like Nurk is out, your bigs aren't really going to help you out too much. So <clears throat> A game they probably should have won. They didn't. Grayson only getting five shots. Like, come on. Yeah. No, it it was just a weird game. This whole game was probably in the Shaman zone. So let's just ignore it and move on. I feel like every (laughs) we do that every pod that they lose. We get so upset, frustrated. Like, "Ah, actually, they just lost. We're fine. We can move on. Um, But I think that's all I got tonight. I think we're going to end it a little short. There's some football on and some other activities that need to be done tonight for Sunday night. So, Suns Geek, where can they find you? What's going on? Anything else you want to get off your chest? 
Yeah, real quick, and then I promise we'll end the show because no, you know, I'm surprised we We're made it. On, yeah, I'm surprised we made it over 40 minutes. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, just to answer, uh, ask. Ugh, I can't even talk. Real quick, just to oh, answer yeah. Saul's comment here. Look, I'm going to sound like a completely biased, delusional homer. I don't even care. Yes, Saul, I do believe, and I do trust in James Jones to improve this team. Because I will say this. I feel like maybe James Jones, CEO Josh Bartlestein, and and owners Matt Ishbia might be cooking something up. Now, it's kind of weird that I say that, though, because I've seen a lot of these Suns trade targets outside of the Miles Bridges stuff, and I'm like, can that guy really help our team? But I feel like James Jones might get a little creative. Now, I'm not expecting anything massive to happen. I feel like it might just be a couple small tweaks if the Suns even do make a trade. But, like, you know, maybe we can focus on the buyout market because Frank Vogel said just recently, he's like, I love our team. Like, I like the guys we have. I'll leave that up to James Jones. Hopefully this is one of those games, though, where James Jones looks at it and says, yeah, we, we need to make a trade for player X. So I do believe in him. Uh, you know, it, the, the season's not over yet. Playoffs haven't even started yet. So we'll see where we're at at the end of the season. But, yes, I do trust in him. But to finally answer your question, Yes, uh, I'm on Suns Geek on YouTube, always uploading videos. That's why I said I took a mental health day yesterday. I was uploading like crazy since the new year started. I'm like, you know what? I just need to relax, play some video games and everything. Uh, But you guys can find me on TikTok and Twitter and all the social medias. And like I said, I might be hopping back on threads soon. We will see. And appreciate all the support from everybody and Matthew and to John. I know he's not here, but appreciate you guys. I love collaborating with you guys. Thank you for allowing me to put this on my channel as well. And you guys are the absolute best. All right. Well, you're the absolute best too for joining us tonight. And thank you, Jamsters. Thank you, everybody, for uh, from whatever. I'm done talking tonight. <laughs> I know. <it's- laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe if I set up straight the whole podcast, I can actually fucking talk. So, um, you know, we are going to end a little early tonight. And I do apologize, but sometimes it's that's what okay. happens. And uh, thank you, everybody out there. And go home and love your family. <laughs> <laughs>